0: All right, so my
1: first thought was, I was like, I was like, oh, we should rap, but like no. that's a bad way to start it. Okay, well, I guess I'll start. Hi, I'm Brittany. Hi, I'm Eric. And this is for colored nerds. Yeah, woo, woo!
0: I just did that. <laughs> I just did that on air. I'm embarrassed. It's okay.
1: It's all, yeah, I know. It's like, what else is new? So, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank, thank you so much for having us again. Um, yes. I'm trying to think of what's changed since the last time that we talked Nothing's to you guys. Sh- no, we went to Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. We turned up. We, we got real live. We got really live. We went to an awesome wedding. We had so much fun, and also, also, we went to.
0: Oh shit! We went to Beyonce's house. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot. About
1: Let me just give you guys some background. So obviously. Probably if it hasn't been like just assumed by a lot of you sexist and small minded people that I am the resident Beyonce fan, like resident Beehive representative
0: of the show. I mean, you are the Beehive representative.
1: I am. I am. But the the thing that y'all need to understand is that we were going to Houston. I wasn't even thinking about going to Beyonce's house. Eric, (laughs) Eric presented this to me. As an activity that he was going to go, this is how you know, like, last fucking time we talked about adulthood and being watched. Yeah. This is how I know your black ass is washed Because <laughs> Eric presenting going to Beyonce's house is this, like, secret activity that you were only going to do with your wife. So,
0: I was like, so, we should go to Beyonce's house. <laughs> right. And everybody looked at me like, what?
1: <laughs> I didn't mean, was Well, I kind of actually, just because the source. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm down to go. But, I everybody mean,
0: clearly, I know where Beyonce lives. Yes. Or lived.
1: Lived. Yeah, she'll live there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, no, so we, like, the day after the wedding, which is crazy because I was up till like, 530. So, like, I got up, like, struggled, ate all these tacos. By the way, just an aside, Houston, Texas. You I said don't so weird. No, because I'm getting ready to go in. Okay. Y'all know how to motherfucking eat.
0: Yeah, no. Real <laughs> shit. I didn't even lie. I didn't even gonna lie. You know. In the South, you try to, like, rep for your city. You don't want to, like, you know, I don't fuck with Atlanta. I don't fuck with... No, but, like, Houston. Houston.
1: What, you started off that day, Beyonce Day. That's what I'm going to call it. You started off Beyonce Day at... at Jack in the Box. In I had never box. been to Jack
0: in the Box. Never been to I Jack never, in
1: the box. I still actually haven't been. I didn't get it to go because... It was cause excellent. I heard it was excellent. I was at Taco Cabana in the morning. I was 11.30 in the morning. I was sitting in the parking lot of a Taco Cabana eating queso dip, okay? Eating tacos <laughs> and shit. Just loving myself, loving my life. Yeah. Like if there's anything I think that really truly represents my spirit, it is like a drive-through taco restaurant that has pink lettering. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is that even a lie?
0: Well, no. Pink. Ta- there's pink taco in L.A. Yeah. So I feel like there's an abundance of. Taco shops that, no, taco. is a taco shop, taco place, taco place, taco, taco, place. taco joint. I mean, anyway, yeah, I think there are a whole bunch of them with pink lettering.
1: I guess so. But I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just a simple gal from the Midwest and I live up here, so I don't really get to do stuff like that That's very true. often. So I was like already hyped just off the fact that I just was at Taco Cabana, period. Me and Iman, who's like my other friend. Yeah. I don't um, name Yeah, own. no, well, we, exactly. She told me to, actually. Oh, she was right. like, John getting too much shine. Seriously, <laughs> she said this shit. Hold
0: on. You mean Roland?
1: Oh, Roland? Is that what we're calling Roland him this today. week? Okay, all right. I'm with that. Is that like the name of a character from The Wood or some shit like that? Or from what, a Tyler Perry movie? <laughs> it is
0: from The Wood. I didn't pick it from The Wood. But <laughs> that's good. Yeah, Roland.
1: All right, cool. So yes, me and Mom met up with you, your wife, and another one of our friends. And we began to sojourn to Beyonce's house. Yeah. I'm going to skip over the parts where you'd be using this like driving app that I don't understand. You take these whack-ass directions. But anyway, we managed to get there. <laughs> Even on the way there, I got into a car accident.
0: Yeah. Like, which, like, surprise.
1: Sorry. you. We were surprise. driving
0: to somewhere, and you backed into someone. Which, like, considering we we're supposed to be moving forward is a confusing thing to have I did happen.
1: It, I did it to save my life. I did it to move out of a lane of traffic where it had an oncoming car who was not going to stop. So I saved my life. But amazing. Amazing. It's, like, how I imagine when you are making... You know, the trip to any holy land, right? So I get into this car accident <laughs> where so I back truth. into it's true, I back, I get back into this man's car and I was like, oh shit. So, The higher power knew that I was on my way to some place that I really needed to be. And so even though I backed into this man's car, I was stressed. Like, I definitely, like, I fucked it up. So I pull into this, like, nearby gas station, and he follows me. I'm shaking. I'm nervous. And I felt defenseless because I was wearing sandals and coochie cutters because of the humid weather down there. You got to get to it. And (laughs) then, listen, I, like, go. I look at the front of my car. No, I look at the back of my car. Magically, though, no scratches. Nothing. Nothing. And then I go look at the front of his car. I see nothing. He's like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with my car. I was like, there's nothing wrong with my car. I was like, honestly, sir, like I'm from out of town. I'm driving this rental car. I'm really sorry. I was trying to move out of traffic. I was like, You saw that guy I was coming. He's like, No, I understand. I've been in the same position. He's like, Have a blessed day. He Shook promise. my hand. Listen. And I was like, Honestly, sir, I added this because I was like, to turn. I was like, I'm on my way to Beyonce's house and I was like, I feel like the fact that nothing happened right now is a positive sign. He told me to enjoy my time there and to have an amazing day. So I get back in the car, we go to Beyonce's house. The thing about that though is it was kind of anticlimactic.
0: We were at Beyonce's house for ninety seven seconds? A, um, I would say one twenty six. I mean accurate. Yeah. It's accurate. Like yeah, just, so uh,
1: um yeah, just over two minutes we were at Beyonce's house. We took mad selfies, we took some groups. I actually
0: I only took the group selfie. Oh, I didn't, you did? I, you know I don't like taking like my own selfies. I know.
1: You well no, you took one with a cowboy hat on actually. At the wedding. I mean,
0: I had a 10-ounce hat on. Is it 10-ounce hat? It's a 10-ounce hat. On? Sure. All right, well, yeah. I had the, I had the official hat Or is it a 10-gallon hat? 10 gallon hat? Okay. I just
1: guessed. So anyway, so we took these photos, and then we were like, well, shit. It's...
0: Let's go. Yeah, like, <laughs> no we real get reason. fucking arrested.
1: Exactly. So we left, and then we went to Hugo's.
0: Yo, this food.
1: Shout out, Houston. Shout out, Hugo's.
0: Yo, this food, though. Like, Damn. We didn't even really need to drink. You know, sometimes you go to brunch. Mm -hmm. You want to drink. You want to get a little loose. I want to get fucked up. You want to get turned, But, like, I needed to be sober to just understand what was happening to me. (sighs) I was max. I ordered that Bloody Mary that was hella fucking strong. But I didn't even really drink. So I was like, you know what? I just need to sit in this moment. Mm -hmm. That food was fucking amazing. Houston was great. Thank you so much for having us. Today we are talking about, let's talk about sex. Can we like get
1: get like fined for singing the song?
0: No, nah, because we sang it.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to sing the whole chorus then.
0: No, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Like for it.
1: I took like a two and a half second pause. I'm glad you right. thought about it. Yeah, anyway. So yes, <laughs> today we're actually going to talk about sex. I was, as I think at least a few of you were, Very interested in this recent story out of Michigan. of This woman, her name is Alice Drager. So her son is a senior at an East Lansing, Michigan high school. So she sat in her son's sex ed class. We came home. He's like, mom, this shit is wild. You need to come see this shit in real life. So she came, she sat in the corner. They gave her a laptop and some Wi-Fi and she live tweeted it. It was abstinence only.
0: Yeah. As, that's deep. Yeah. And
1: that's real deep. Some of the shit that she saw was pretty fucking wild. There were points in time where uh, the health teacher referred to the LGBT community as LGBT. I don't know what the Y is oh, for. Oh, wow.
0: That's the that new shit.
1: That's the new shit? Yeah. Yeah, the new shit. I guess, you know, these abstinence-only health educators up in East Lansing, they're always on the the crest. They're always riding the wave. Um, So, yeah. So, we had uh, LGBT. They had some guy come in who actually had had premarital sex. They found somebody. Oh, one person. Exactly. They found a person. (laughs) They had some guy come in who had had premarital sex, got his girlfriend pregnant in high school, and then she had a baby, and then she lost all of her friends, and then her life ended. Um, really? Yeah, that's what they talk about. They actually didn't really get into consent when the mom asked like, oh, how are you getting into like, you know, issues of consent and and sexual assault and boundaries? they were like, oh, we had the police come in (laughs) because because I can't I mean, I can't even really speak on that. Basically, she saw a lot of scary shit. This woman, Alice Drieger, her tweets kind of like set off this conversation I think had already kind of been. You know, starting we've been starting to have nationally about what do we actually do about sex education?
0: Yeah, I mean, and when you sent this to me, I was like, Oh, this is surprising. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this isn't what you had. Like, I mean, mine wasn't as deep as this lady's. I won't, I won't lie, it was a little, mm-hmm. a little less chill. There was no police, there were no police, None but either. uh, yeah, it was abstinence only. For sure. And the thing is, they actually didn't. They didn't call it abstinence only by name. But everything that they presented to us was to discourage you from ever thinking or considering having sex.
1: I, they started us off on that foot. When I was a freshman, we had like health education or whatever. That was probably actually not too dissimilar from what this woman's son had. Yeah. So they started us off with that when I was a freshman. For the most part, it was kind of okay. The only thing that was weird is when we learned about rape, And consent, which is a word that I didn't learn maybe until—I didn't learn the word consent until I was like maybe 20, Yeah, I was going to say, I got that in college. I might have learned it from college or Tumblr, honestly.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I say, damn, the exact same experience. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, But we learned about rape as far as courts, and we did a simulation activity. This is so unhealthy now that I'm actually really thinking about it. Everyone played a different part. So one person was the judge. Two people were lawyers. One person was the accused rapist. One person was like the supposed victim. The rest of the class was the jury. Everyone was given different bits of information, and you had to convince the jury that the rapist did it or didn't do it. But you did
0: this in high school? I was a freshman in high school, so I was 13 or 14 years old. Jeez. Yeah,
1: it was really fucked up. And that's the only time that we talked about rape had to do with, do you have enough information to prove that this woman is lying or not?
0: Oh, that's... <laughs>
1: Novel, right? <laughs> yeah. New when you think about Wow. Um... Yeah, it sounds kind of familiar.
0: Ours was pretty like storied. It was taught by the same like third tier coach in our like in our high school, <laughs> um, like oh, like really yeah. And but he was the coach anyway. So he also did like gym and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you knew the PowerPoint was coming. He had like this PowerPoint that he would show, and it was health. I think they had condensed the like sexual health and reproduction section to like one day's lesson, and you knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. I think it was like Wait, tenth grade. You
1: guys did this in one day. Oh yeah. Okay, keep going.
0: So you go that day. They have the, uh, we're having the talk. It's basically all around the prospect of like STDs. And then he, or actually we do sex STDs and then he looped into like pregnancy. But everything was geared towards you shouldn't do this because you're going to get STDs. And the PowerPoint was just slides of different genitalia with like,
1: presenting those types of symptoms of
0: symptoms yeah and so yeah i mean at like what 14 you know that's that's stressful man it's it was stressful but it was also like you know we were like ha 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 you know like we're never yeah. going to you know we were about as immature as probably 14 year olds right yeah. now yeah we weren't really equipped to handle that and there was no honest discussion about it they presented these STDs and also STIs, I think is probably the right way to say it. They presented these things as if, as if they were fixed, you know, like not as if they were treatable. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> like, so, you know, you're kind of branded there. In addition to that, it was just sex was just something that you shouldn't be engaging in because it's, it's too damn early. Now, mind you, in the room, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is like, like everybody's waiting on this conversation because like I would hear conversations in the back like, I ain't got that. <laughs> you safe with me, and I'm, just, I'm like, wait,
1: you, this was coed. Yeah, was co-ed. Oh, okay, okay.
0: So yeah, I mean, so, mine was too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like at that point. I was very much I had the knowledge of Steve Carell's character from 40 <laughs> For year old virgin, virgin yeah. like i was like you know breast like sand right yeah yeah so <laughs> i'm just sitting there like soaking up like okay sure this is how this is how it works this is how the world goes feasible, yeah. yeah okay i get it and that was it that was how we really came back to it. i didn't have a lot of reinforcement like at home you yeah. know we were focused on other things so school yeah school well the conversation at home was like don't bring a child into my house. That's oh, yeah. Yours.
1: Isn't that, a, that's like the best conversation I ever have with a oh, black yeah. mom. so
0: fun. But <laughs> that was sex ed, kind of in a nutshell.
1: Wait, did you guys, did you guys not have it in elementary school or middle school? Oh, no. Wait, really? No, yeah, no, no, no. Wait, you didn't learn about wet dreams or anything like that in school?
0: No. I mean, I was, I mean, obviously familiar with this because, I mean, as you know, I was an avid nerd. And uh, mom's my- changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my mom would take me to the bookstore all the time, mm-hmm. and I would just hang in the bookstore. So I would go, you know, read like tons of books to try to like get more information. Yeah. And then, like, I remember actually, I'll never forget. Um, we went to the Christian bookstore one time. Oh, this was a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to a Christian bookstore, and I read a book. This is when WWJD was real, like oh, was popping, was real oh,
1: popping. Poppin'. Yeah.
0: Poppin'. So I had my bracelet and shit. What
1: color is your bracelet? I think it was like I think it was a black. You know me.
0: I'm like I don't know. You know, simple. Mine um, was
1: rainbow. <laughs> so
0: it was I, cute. Yeah. So you know, I go and there's this book like, what would Jesus do for young boys? And like, that's you a, can't see that's my creepy... face. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that's a creepy way to say it. But that's but, stress, though. Or if young boy, young men, you know, they had one for like everybody. It was like, what would Jesus do for graduates? What yeah. would Jesus do? Just for... like chicken soup. Yeah. And so, like, you know, me being like knee deep in puberty at the time, I'm mm-hmm. rolling straight for the like sexual health questions to yeah. see like, you know, am I actually damned to hell yeah. if I think about? Are my
1: palms hairy? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so like, I'm looking through all those things and, and reading through the answers, and it's all like, yeah, you you can't really get down with that. Like, lust is you know a pretty damnable offense. You're gonna you're gonna go to hell. Oh my gosh what yeah they were like it happened so they were like, it'll definitely happen you know during this time and you you know you repent for it but you try to occupy yourself with like other thoughts
1: this is interesting because this is this is sorry I'm just this is explaining some yeah. this is explaining well, some what is it explain? I'm not trying to put folks business out there
0: oh I was, say, <laughs> I was just talking about me I was like no I mean, not
1: you no 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 but like yeah you know whatever I'm not like being specific or anything like that but like I've been in the game for a few years now um, and <laughs> it was like I was going to say
0: something I no, like, what nope. I'm saying is
1: like i can I can see how, how can connect some dots, yeah, connect some dots with some with some folks, and maybe they came across some books like that,
0: yeah, the interesting thing about all this stuff is like everything is presented as if people are going to stop there like if the information is presented as like you know here's what it is, I've given it to you, you know, don't ever talk about right. it again, but like at that age you're you're desperate. For knowledge. You're yeah. desperate yeah. for knowledge. I mean, I read that book and I was like, wait, I can't I can't have some me time. <laughs> I need to find another source. <laughs> like, I need to find another source that says this is okay. Going through all the different places yeah. to find something. That's a little bit of what you want to hear. And interestingly enough, because it's not presenting, you know, anything but one view, at least the stuff that I encountered, that made me distrustful of it.
1: See, yeah, I had actually Way more comprehensive sex education than I than I had thought. We had um, this it was called FLE, Family Life Education, mm. um, when I was in the fourth grade and fifth grade. You could your parents could have you opt out of it if you wanted to, but pretty much maybe only one or two kids ever did from any of my classes. It would be like a week. I want to say when you're in middle school, no, when you're in elementary school, they separate the boys and the girls, and you learn about periods and like you also learn about you learn about your own stuff first, and then you learn about like the boys stuff. Or like the girl stuff or whatever and then you like are allowed to ask questions and like of like your teacher or whatever and it was actually cool because it helped you be able to understand kind of like what was coming next so yeah I learned about like wet dreams and shit like that when I was in like elementary school if my memory serves me correctly and then in middle school I think we did something that was similar to I still think that they separated us I think that high school was the first time like freshman year was the first time they put boys and girls together but then you said yours was in 10th grade and then they stopped there
0: I think it was yeah I think it was 10th grade but it definitely stopped it was like one section like I don't remember anything more intensive with that now I mean sometimes teachers would like be like so you guys got any questions Really? Like, I mean, it was a very, like, rare occurrence. And when yeah. it happened, it was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm glad I showed up today. I'm glad I didn't go to Taco Bell or something.
1: Yeah. Like that. Oh, you had open campus lunch?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reckless. But no, there were, like, a couple of occasions where that happened which I thought was really interesting. It was more so a small group.
1: Oh, no. My senior year. I think I told you this, but right before spring break. They actually did the coolest thing, I think, back on it. They had this guy come in. I'm actually going to shout out his full name because I remember it. It was that impactful of a thing that he did. He did this presentation called Protecting Your Pink Parts.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So he basically talked about, like, any area of your body that had a mucous membrane. Obviously, the biggies, like your vagina, vulva, urethra, both on men and women, Mm -hmm. mouth anus like all the things that you use or for some of you maybe only some of the things that you use you know when you're getting cracking so he referred to those as pink parts he's just like you know these are the things that you want to protect and he was this like black gay man named leon golson and he came from i think it was a, a sexual health or it might have been hiv prevention like education program so this is suburban michigan we're near detroit but obviously not there we're in oakland county they have this grown black gay man come into my high school put all the seniors in the auditorium right before spring break. Wow. This is the whole school? Yeah. All the seniors in my entire school. Yeah. Wow. All, in, all in the auditorium before spring break. And, like, that sounds like a recipe for, like, folks acting up. But he was so – he so knew his shit. Someone would be like, what if I'm not in the girl's eye? And he'd be like, well, an eye is actually a mucous membrane. And, like, just completely <laughs> undercut, like, yeah. any sort of funny business. He also was HIV positive. Oh, and man. I guess I didn't think about it at the time, which is, like, I think a really good way to, to teach kids about things sometimes. I was – presented with this black gay HIV positive man as somebody who I could learn from yeah. somebody who's going to teach me something valuable somebody who had a lot of knowledge about something and somebody that I could trust with information that was going to be pertinent to my life and that was like a really cool thing when I think back on it, it was so out of line with the way with the way a lot of other things in my school went but that was like a really cool thing and it was cool too because it was now that I think about it, it was also way more LGBT-friendly because it's not just pregnancy I mean, or penis and vagina sex. It's when you touch any of these parts to any of these other parts. You, shit is, you, yeah, shit you, can go down. Shit can go down. You switch them fluids. This is These are things or that can happen. skin-to-skin. Skin yeah, skin-to-skin skin contact. And also, I had to give him a lot of credit for putting himself in such a vulnerable position because people are really shitty to HIV-positive people. Yeah. And he, like, was really open about that.
0: I was curious as to whether or not, as, as far as where I grew up, it was a lot more, hmm, I don't know the word, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad word. I don't know the euphemism, but I was curious as to whether or not they presented it as if he was a cautionary tale. Or no, much- because
1: he told his own story. It's interesting because like, I think back to some of the wording that he used as an adult and how like, I heard it as a kid and then I, I kind of replay some of it back and I'm like, oh, he basically... Described it how you almost would describe any decision that you had made that maybe you feel like you wish that you made a different decision or you didn't have as much information as you wish that you'd had, if you think back on it, to any young person where he was just like, you know, I was in this place in my life where I was figuring out who I was. And I was spending time with different kinds of people and having different types of relationships. And, you know, and this was a thing that happened. And like that's how it was presented to me. Now as an adult, I think back then, I'm like, damn, like, go off Farmington Public Schools. Yeah, I shed on y'all, like, a few episodes ago, rightfully so. <laughs> but, like, go off low-key. Yeah, um, that was
0: not my experience. With it was
1: cool because they kind of gave it to you, like, right before spring break, also, like, right before college. And also, like, my mom. My mom was a social worker before I was born. And so she's always been big on, like, education at the home. So, yeah. like, the books that I got. And also, like, I went through this phase when I was in the fourth grade where I wanted to be an oncologist. Wow. I was... I mean, I was, like, wild fucking nerdy when I was a child. So I wanted to be an oncologist. And so my entire family, like, you know, a little black girl says she wants to be a doctor. Your family is just like, oh, my God, yes. And now they're like, oh, God, our daughter is mediocre in this podcast. Yes. (laughs) So, like, like, she can't add. Something happened in the past 20 years. I got a lot of human body books. So I already knew, what like, testes and penises and vaginas and all this stuff were – because it was in all of my human body books because I was going to be a doctor and you can't laugh at genitalia when you're going to be a doctor. And also I learned about this <laughs> stuff like that when in school. So in 4th grade. So then my mom, I got to middle school time for Christmas. She mm-hmm. got this book called Girl Talk. I remember the edition that I had when I was in middle school was actually really good. I th- imagine that this woman, I can't remember her name, she's super awesome. If I find the Amazon link for the newest edition, I'll probably include it. It was like a little baby our bodies are so now you're finding out like how fucking crunchy I am. But like it was a little baby this is our deep, bodies are so educational. <laughs> And honestly, like, it was cool because even if it was something that I felt like I didn't necessarily want to ask my mom. Cause again, I do have a black mom. Yeah. You've met her before. She's in town right She's now. Real. Yeah, my mom. My mom is real. Yeah, my mom's real. But yeah, she gave me this book, and it was cool because like they had questions in there about masturbation, about like what to do if you, like, you know, if you think that you're gay, if you want to start having sex, if you're having confusing feelings about a boy, or like if you feel like you need to diet. Like all of these different questions were covered, and it was cool because like it was all about like self-esteem and health and feeling good. And like not feeling like guilty or ashamed of of like certain things,
0: so that was cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious because like, so you you seem to have had a much more <laughs> not intensive but like extensive. Uh, exposure to this conversation I didn't realize that until yeah until until now. ever now
1: to the original thing, like we discussed our own high school and our own sexual educations respectively because yeah. different school districts are allowed to do whatever they want. A lot of school districts don't have anything in place, yeah, like there's
0: no set curriculum or curricula. You know, for sex education.
1: Exactly. There's like, no There's no, no child left behind anywhere. for that. Yeah, exactly. But the government will give you money if you want to teach abstinence only. Yeah. They incentivize it. But abstinence only doesn't work. It doesn't keep kids from having sex because like, you know, because like hormones, because porn, because, you know, teenagers have been having sex for like decades, yeah. maybe centuries. Yeah. So it doesn't really actually keep them from having sex. And then also it keeps them from information that they need to be able to, to have sex responsibly and safely.
0: Yeah. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley.
1: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off.
0: Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too.
1: Aw. I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not.
0: And, I mean, the safely part is the, I mean, there's a lot of, like, levity in what we were talking about in the conversation before. But the truth is, like, you know, there are a lot of potentially dangerous situations that, you know, can get into if you're not informed. Yeah. And I think the studies that you kind of sent me were really interesting in terms of that, just because of the the implication for you know like people of color, like we get it's just <laughs> like, like
1: every other area of fucking life.
0: Like it, like it is amazing how disproportionate our rates of STI infections mm-hmm. and like the situations that we are in were in much more frequently mm-hmm. in terms of race than almost any other group. Than any other group,
1: right? They started like really coming at us. I think it was like Bush era coming at us with the abstinence only. Then there were like nationally funded studies that showed that abstinence only doesn't work. Cool. Just to like give y'all some numbers, nearly half of black teens in a 2008 study um, were found to have one or more of the four most common STIs, compared with only one in five white or Mexican American teens. And this is happening in the middle of this period between 1991 and 2013, where the percentage of black teens who had sex declined from 82 percent to 61 percent. So between 91 and 2013, like there's this huge decline in in the amount of kids who are having sex as teenagers. I think just increasing such education between 91 and 2013 in general probably contributed to that and certain other public health measures contributed to that still, there's a huge disparity in what black teens are experiencing, regardless of whether or not they're having less sex. We're still getting infected with STIs at higher higher rates, and they're still getting pregnant more often, um, even though teen pregnancy overall is going down. Yeah,
0: it has been going down for a long time. Yeah, it
1: has been going down for some decades. So I guess, you know, even though all of America is getting this really poor sex education, it's hurting Teens of color, specifically black teens, and I would imagine most specifically black teens in underserved communities that don't have a lot of money and don't have a lot of resources, because imagine if they don't have money for like science books, do they really have money to teach you about, you know, different types of labia? Probably not. You know, those things like affect us the most and they hurt us the most. So it kind of got me thinking as we have talked about our respective sex educations and as we have seen how. Especially is two young black people growing up in different environments, different parts of the country, and also, like, attending the same college at the same time as one of us as a woman and one of us as a man. What would you change? Like, what would you require for sex ed nationally if you could, if you could implement that type of thing?
0: I mean, in terms of what would you change? Everything like <laughs> literally everything like I would have I think the process should start much much earlier than what it does mm-hmm. you know by the time you get to that point because you haven't really discussed it mm-hmm. and I'm speaking as as if no one's discussing it. but like like you said your family was different and there are a lot mm-hmm. of families that do you know do take those steps and educate their kids but I feel like for the majority you know you're not really having those conversations until much later until to the point where you can start you know engaging and yeah stuff. and if that starts if it's in school and a lot earlier one that kicks the conversation off mm-hmm. and you're you have you're much more familiar with it and you will be much more likely to approach it in as mature of a fashion as you can for your age <laughs> does that yeah. make sense no that makes sense because like when we were 14 you know because this is the first time we we're hearing this
1: mm-hmm.
0: we were just dumb We checked out yeah we were curious mm-hmm. but in terms of our mental capacity to, to approach it it was just like You know, we were picking it apart. Yeah. Picking it apart. So, like, it needs to start a lot earlier. The other big thing that I think should kind of be discussed Mm -hmm. is this spectrum. Yeah. I mean, this is getting into a lot of different things, but I think it would go a long way towards, you know, acceptance and tolerance. Yeah. If people had much more of an understanding of what goes into all the different Types of uh, sexual identities that you can have, mm-hmm. and gender identities as yes. well. Like at a much earlier age, when you get to that point, there isn't a, there isn't a mystery, yeah, or as less of a mystery.
1: Well, then also too, it helps keep a wider range of people,
0: in like informed. in the conversation. Yeah, yes.
1: exactly in the conversation, also informed. It's like. I remember a girlfriend of mine in college was just like, she was like, I was learning all of this stuff about penis and vagina sex. And she's like, I like girls. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there I wasn't really receiving any sort of education about the type of sex that I enjoy having, especially, too, because one of the things that um, this woman, Alice Drieger, noticed in her tweets was that – In her son's sex ed class, they didn't even ever address girls directly because the thought, the assumption should be, quote unquote, that women and girls are not interested in having sex and therefore they don't need to be addressed directly in these conversations. You know, if you're somebody whose sex life is primarily with women or or solely with women, women aren't supposed to be enjoying sex. They're definitely not going to be talking to you about cunnilingus in school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As like a legitimate thing to do. Yeah. So like if that's one of the more primary activities that you're doing when you're having sex, then, like, that needs to be addressed. That's why I liked the protecting your pink parts because regardless of what your genitalia looks like... Because, you know, you think about people who have, you know, sexual reassignment surgery or people who are intersex. They still have pink parts. Everybody has pink parts, and they're all things that need to be protected. Like, I liked that approach. They didn't necessarily frame it that wide. You know what I mean? When I was in high school. (laughs) I don't know. Also, too, like... I learned from a friend about the Our Whole Lives. I think I sent you some information about the Our Whole Lives. It was like a Unitarian Universalist sex education, which just already blew my mind because I'm like, oh, y'all are doing this in church. Like, that's already one thing. But they learn about a lot of things like that. Like, I don't know a ton about the program. Like, I looked it up. I know a lot of materials are available online. I got into some of them. They learn about not just different gender identities and different sexualities along, you know, the spectrum or the continuum or, or what have you. You also learn about how people with disabilities have sex. You like, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is an important thing. Like that, that like you know, leaving disabled people out of the conversation, also assuming which assumes that they don't have sexual agency. Yeah. And also like I'm smiling right now because it makes me think of one of my favorite episodes of Degrassi. <laughs> but seriously We're though. Not talk about no, 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 Drake no. no, right no. Well, yeah. I've seen that episode. Actually, right. I actually know which one you're And it was cool about. though, yeah. because you had this boy who was who was paralyzed from the waist down, who still wanted to have a relationship with his girlfriend whose girlfriend had done research on how they could, you know, do that sort of thing together. It seems like our whole lives and some other different types of like comprehensive sex education approaches they seem to focus on healthy relationships that's the main thing that i would like it is if like they focused on healthy relationships whether those relationships be casual or serious yeah. short term or long term cuz like honestly where i got the most education about healthy relationships was i think you know a few years ago i completed the advocacy volunteer training for for the sexual assault response team at bellevue hospital mm-hmm. It was like, I think I probably completed 40 hours of training. And th- through that program, I learned, obviously, like not just about like how, you know, I learned ab- about this very specific thing, like how to treat somebody who's been brought into the hospital or who's admitted themselves into the hospital because they've been sexually assaulted. I also learned about how these things happen. I learned about how these things can happen within relationships. I learned how how these things can happen in the context of abuse, and I learned about a lot about cycles of abuse and mm-hmm. things like that that I didn't know about. And actually, like, learning about that helped me identify abusive patterns in a previous relationship that I had had when I was younger that had sort of, like, affected the way that I operated, like, as an adult. And I remember going to all this training and being like, okay, so I got 40 hours of training and I learned all this information that most people don't know. But there's a lot of this that could be distilled down to different nuggets that could be taught to kids from, like... 9 10 11 12 all the way up so that by the time they get to be 18 19 20 and they're in college we may have we may have less rape you know what i mean just yeah. because people know more about what it means to behave in a healthy way towards somebody else
0: well i mean i think even pivoting from that a little bit i think well not we're not really pivoting but piggybacking on that courtship i think courtship mm-hmm. or you know like getting to the healthy relationship how do you mean a lot of times we talk about what does a relationship look like after you're you know, with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend mm-hmm. or even if, if you're casually dating, but getting initiating dating scenarios yeah. are really interesting and something that's not really explored within the high school.
1: It sucks. W- you're right. W- and it,
0: like you know, approaching a like approaching a girl or a boy and you know, mm-hmm. communicating to the fact that you're interested in this person, you know, and even, you know, maybe later in like communicating that you're interested in them sexually is like just something that's not like they don't get there. No, it's true, and actually that that's good because that starts with like this base level of respect. That yeah. you know, when you think
1: about healthy relationships, like I said, whether they're short term or long term, respect needs to be there, and and that affects all the all yeah. the actions that follow. Even um, you know, learning about like when you're in school and you're young and like a boy hits you or pulls your hair or something like that, we teach a lot of times. You know, I'm sure you have like, heard this oh, before. Oh, that means they like. That you. means they like you. You know that type of thing. So even if you know, as you get older, like if someone is not that nice to you or someone. As you know, that guy mystery who who did that weird like pickup artist stuff on VH1 or whatever. Like when you nag a woman, dudes yeah. do stuff like that all the time, even into adulthood. Like people, like if you're kind of socialized to think that that's an acceptable way to, to treat someone who you want to share your body with, you know what I mean? That kind of affects
0: everything after. Yeah. yeah, I mean even beyond that. Like my wife is a teacher, my sister is a teacher. I mean even beyond that, I have friends who, we you know who are teachers or who are in the teaching profession. And hearing some of the stories about how kids communicate, you know, about that is like about sex and about relationships and about mm-hmm. whether well, it's courtship, maybe courtship is a weird word, it's kinda of antiquated. Yeah. But, you know, communicating about that it's rough. Like I've seen I've personally seen a letter from from a girl who's twelve mm-hmm. who thought because that because she liked a boy mm-hmm. and he had shown interest in her Mm -hmm. that the best way to get them to be in a relationship was to perform fellatio on him.
1: Yeah. And like, um, so the thing about that is like, it's steps in between, (laughs) but, and at 12, you, you, you don't even, you don't even really understand the implications of
0: that. And you know, and you know, there there are situations where kids were caught having sex in school. Yeah. you know, like in hallways and sometimes in classrooms, and these things you know end up spiraling in really bad situations for the kids involved. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that could be mitigated. Mitigated if they were having conversations about how do we start? You know, I think yeah. it, I think it can be difficult, and where people have a lot of fear in sex education as a whole mm-hmm. is you don't want to like no school wants to be like I'm the school that. Talk kids how to holler at girls, you know, yeah. or talk talk boys how to holler at girls. Well, this is yeah. how you this is how you have sex, yeah, you know. And I think that's where people people get so freaked out mm-hmm. about you know not jumping across that line that they just back away from it completely. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, if you have these conversations in some sort of way, in some sort of way, yeah. Then you know you can give kids this like baseline of information, and they'll seek out the rest yeah. and if, if they if you show that you're open to discussing it, they will come back to you to get the information that they need because they feel comfortable.
1: I would always rather any of like the young because you know I have cousins yeah. and like I have mentees and things Same. like that. It's like I would much rather you ask me about this. Then just go asking your damn friends. Yeah, you know because they don't
0: know. They're, no, you know they're probably hearing. Yeah, I do have to perform fellatio. Yeah, oh, boy likes me, Felicia.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, boy likes you. Read this Babysitters Club book. Just take a chill pill. <laughs> maybe send him a friendly Snapchat. Yeah, of you
0: reading a, a, a book. A book, exactly. <laughs> On the babysitter. Maybe let's club. <laughs>
1: start. Maybe let's start there. Like maybe we'll just just babysit. So let's chill. Let's all chill. But, I mean, acknowledging that kids have feelings, because, like, you know, acknowledging that they have, like, not just, like, you know, emotional feelings, but these physical feelings, they have these urges, acknowledging that that's, like, a healthy, normal part of becoming an adult and, and realizing that you have a responsibility for your own body and you have a responsibility to the people around you to sort of, you know, treat their bodies with respect. Starting conversations like that young, I think, are a really good idea. Like, I had said on Twitter to quote myself the other day, kids in kindergarten know how to put themselves out if they fucking catch fire. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know that you gotta fucking yeah. stop, drop, and roll, right? Yeah. But, like...
0: You can't have these conversations. Yeah,
1: I, and, like, you know, kids, they have a, no understanding of sex, really. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they see things and they think things, but, like, they have no real understanding of sex. But, like, at least if you start, like, the whole conversation of, like, you know, keep your keep your hands to yourself, In a real serious way around like six, seven, then by the time they get to be 11, 12, and those things start to have really serious implications. Yeah, then it's normal. And then by the time they get to be 18, 19, and they have hung out with a girl at a a party and she's really drunk and she seems like she maybe wants to have sex, but you're not 100% sure, then they're kind of just like, Mm, I'm going, I'm just, I'm going to chill. Like, I'm going to chill. I'm going to let you cook. Let's make sure that you get some water, lay down, go to bed. Like, that's not this foreign thing that you need to have, like, you know special training to understand. It's just, like, sort of, like... a way, And also, it's not this thing that you need to do to avoid some sort of, like, interaction with the police. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how about just, like, consent is, like, a thing. It's not sexy, and it's not, like, a way to, like, avoid going to jail. It's just, like, a thing that you have to have.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think... And, I mean, this conversation needs to be had at every level. It's not just... (laughs) Yeah. Sadly, it's like it's really not like it needs to start early, but it needs to continue because even even in college and I was an RA, mm-hmm. like even moving into that type of training, sadly, it was extremely limited. It was very reactionary, at least for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very much this has happened or you see this about to happen. This is how you respond. Yeah. It wasn't especially for you know I was I was an RA in an all all men's dorm. Yeah. Uh, Drew Hall. Drew Hall. You know. No, but a lot of it was very reactionary. It was very much, you know, you act if you see something, but there wasn't, again, there wasn't that that talk of consent as much as we would have, as much as I would have liked to see happen, or at least from a training perspective for us. Because Mm -hmm. going back to what you said, kids are coming from a wide variety of backgrounds, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, you know, everyone hasn't gotten Everyone hasn't had these conversations. They haven't gotten this knowledge, and so you need to give them as much information as you can yeah. on this is how you respond in these types of situations. And because of the fact that visitation is, you know, such a coveted thing, yeah. you know, because of the fact that having a girl in your room is so intense, especially if this is not yeah. something that you've been exposed to, you know, you're already like kind of on, it's stressful. It's, yeah, you're like on ten. Yeah, you know, you really need an ingrained process in your brain. Like something mm-hmm. that's natural mm-hmm. to understand when do I go? When do I stop? Yeah. Who, like, who feels comfortable in this situation? Do I feel comfortable in this situation? Does she or he feel comfortable in Well, this even
1: just, like, speaking candidly as a woman, like, you can tell when you're interacting romantically, let's say, with, you know, when you're intimate with somebody, you can tell. And, like, as I've gotten older, I've started to ask people, like, where did you learn... You know, especially people who, at every single point, are just like, is this okay? Like, they f- they find, obviously, a better way to do it. It's yeah. like, who you don't want to have sex with somebody if, like, ever, is this okay? <laughs> is this okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'm always impressed when people have that very naturally. I always ask where they got it from. And it usually is some combination of, like, school and, like, home. Yeah. Even regardless of how conservative or whatever their family might have been, having certain types of conversations at home to be able to like that teach them that like every single point you have to ask for access, you know what I'm saying? And then also sometimes the access can be revoked at any point in time and you have to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So ideally going forward, like I'd like to see some of these things change. We're having all these conversations about like all these really shaming conversations about like STIs. We're having and 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 like HIV and AIDS prevention. And then we're also having all of these really stupid and horrible and awful conversations about rape on college campuses or in high schools or in the world, just period. Yeah. And then additionally, we're having these conversations about, well, what should we do about sex education? It's just like, y'all.
0: Get together. Grow y'all. up.
1: Like growth. <laughs> yeah. I I think that actually that's the best solution is like, I think America need to grow the fuck up. Yeah. I think they need to grow up.
0: No, I mean, I agree. I Honestly, I do think it starts in the home. I think you can't completely rely on your school. Mm-hmm. Um, this
1: is going to be, this is going to be actually, you're going to be living this in, yeah. yeah, in a few years, man. And,
0: yeah. I mean, and the thing is I'm nervous, but I shouldn't be. And we were talking about people not being nervous. Yeah, I know. I was yes, trying to, I
1: could tell that you were getting nervous. So I was like, like, I was trying not to, no, like, I wasn't going
0: to roast you. No, I mean, that's fine. But th- I mean, the truth is it's still like, there's so much that goes into it, and you want to get it right. Because if you hit that barrier, the wall goes up with kids a lot yeah. of times and you, it's it's difficult to go back I think more so with your parents than with you know other people who might mm-hmm. be adults who are open to talking with you but no I want to get that right so there's a lot of pressure there mm-hmm. but I mean luckily I have a a bit of time
1: you have some time to <laughs> prepare I have some time roughly to prepare. a decade yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah. but no I think these conversations need to also happen in the home but we need to also you know be honest about the fact that we need to build this curriculum into our school system because yeah. these, these are things that kids need to know they need Need to know to know
1: they need to know they need to know and hopefully that'll change in my mind you know and like my just like my most optimistic of minds because i feel like actually on the show i never sound very optimistic which is funny because i know i don't sound it's funny because i'm actually much more optimistic than you are
0: (laughs) i'm always like well we'll see exactly it's going down literally
1: if i went on a date and somebody proposed to me you'd be like well Guess we could say that one okay. See if he calls you tomorrow. Um, but yeah, no, I think that i in like my mind, I have this like utopian America that's coming up in the future, where like there's going to be an entire generation of kids who have had like actually decent access to like information, like actually useful information about sex. There may be fewer abusive relationships and like fewer rapes and like people having more honest and like educated conversations about STI transmission and infection and like maybe those rates will go down and maybe lots of, you know, responsible and planned parenthood. I'm crossing my fingers, but also like I'm not holding my fucking breath.
0: Same. I want to add to that, you know, people feeling comfortable about expressing their gender or sexuality in a way that they would like to as well.
1: Very good point. I'm so remiss to have like fucking not said that. No, I mean whatever. That's who what you're for. Not like, whatever, but like. No, you know. I mean yeah. You know, that's why there's two of us. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So. So I mean, uh, we're gonna talk soon. Hopefully we'll. We're we're, you know, it's funny because like we always like well, hopefully we'll have something more positive to talk about. Yeah. I think we've talked about something like that was just generally happy, maybe like twice. Like that was all the way just like. Yeah. Like. Oh, I feel good about this.
1: Empire,
0: yeah, Empire. Maybe, maybe boomerang. Boomerang is a little different for you. Yeah, but uh, I still have
1: fun though.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. But yeah. we'll see what we talk about. So, and you know, and actually, we started to get a few suggestions from you know from our from fans. Is that weird?
1: No, no, you say listeners, 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 because like, they listen. Yeah, I don't know if they're re- we're not fucking Beyonce. Like they don't want to know eat for breakfast.
0: No, I mean true. But anyway, we started. I mean, they get- follow
1: me on Twitter. You find out.
0: <laughs> You're not going to find anything from me on Twitter. No. <laughs>
1: Nope, he's too busy building a nursery and stuff.
0: Literally, I'm knee-deep in Ikea furniture. (laughs) But anyway, I'm just saying, suggest things to us. We are listening. I do see that in between, you know, me working my drill on this Eames dresser that I'm building. Oh. But, um... But yeah, send us your suggestions and you know, continue to review and continue to share. Please share. Like recommend it to a friend. If you yeah. got a friend that would like to listen, please share it with them. We always appreciate that. We're yeah, we do appreciate
1: that. And then also obviously subscribe to our newsletter.
0: Yes. Newsletters always fire it's, every other week. We got some more stuff planned. We got like like shit's gonna change soon. Yeah. And you're gonna see it in like subtle ways. So everything is getting better. Everything's we getting better. We got some things planned. We
1: do have some things planned.
0: And uh, we'll talk soon. So we'll thank talk you. soon.
1: Thank you so much. And, um, you know, everybody, I guess since we already had this conversation today, everybody, you know, use condoms, talk to your doctors, talk to your friends, talk to your therapist if you need to, talk to your parents. Like, just talk to somebody who knows about shit. Use, like, the real actual Internet to, yeah. like, find legitimate information about this stuff. If you're an adult and we talked about some stuff today that doesn't sound familiar to you, and you're a person who likes to have sex and chooses to have sex, get on Google and just check in with the C D C, maybe check in with the Mayo Clinic, see what they have to say about some shit. But just, you know, be responsible, have a good time. Summer's coming. Summer is Summer's coming. coming.
0: Warm weather. Warm
1: weather's coming. <laughs> Shorts yeah. and Sunday. Oh, I'm about to have the hams out, so everybody get excited. But other than that, you know, stay stay safe. Otherwise, just stay in your lane.
0: <laughs> stay in your lane. That's good.
1: Okay, it's time for a cigar. <laughs> Bye. That is the motto. All right. All right, bye.
0: Life is a highway.